Everybody's got a brand new dance. Hey, hey, yeah. Everybody's going off the deep end. The deep end. Everybody wants a second chance. Oh, you want a piece of my heart? Okay. Uh, Should have known from the start. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. You want a piece of my soul? Then, baby, go, go, go. Okay. All right, that's enough. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Michael, your guy for Sentai, and with me, returning to the ring, he hails from parts unknown. He weighs in at two Kaiju fans by volume. He is the common writer revolutionary, Mr. Travis Alexander! I'm back. Da ba dee da boo da da ba dee da boo da da ba dee da. Oh god, that takes me back to middle school. <laughs> that takes me back to middle school. Like I remember going to the, I remember going to my middle school dance and that being like one of the popular songs of the time. Uh-huh. And like here I am, this little his little awkward kid in the corner, just sway into the I'm blue double dee double dee da da da. Okay, anyway, uh, no one wants to hear us sing. Uh, but anyway, welcome back, buddy. It feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, it has been at least a month uh, that I have been mm-hmm. off the podcast because uh, of family problems. Uh, it, I've made it no secret. I you know put it on social media. Uh, we lost my grandmother sure. uh, fairly recently, mm-hmm. and she she was struggling. Sure. You know, she had a, a long battle with uh, health problems and stuff that finally it, you know, finally took her. Sure. So I, yeah, it took me, I had to be off podcast for a little while and yeah, uh, now I'm back and you will probably hear the clip clopping of my dog's uh, nails on the hardwood floor because I'm recording in a different location than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta do something about those nails, man. I mean, I know. On, oh, I have tried oh. to clip his nails, and I have, I have successfully clipped one nail, and he before he like goes feral and starts biting me. And he's a sweet dog. Like he is not a like a mean dog. He does not bite anybody. He is friendly to everyone. But if you try to clip his nails, he goes feral. Oh, for sure. Like I. Let me tell you, the, the, the thing that I have to do with my cats whenever I clip their nails is I have to um, I have to wrap them in a blanket. Like especially I have a I have a designated weighted blanket that I wrap my cats in when I need to clip their nails. If I do not do that, they will make mincemeat of my legs and my arms if I don't do that. Yeah. And, and, and what well, the good thing is for Daisy with my cat uh she's small enough that I can wrap her up and I can hold her while I clip her nails. Mm -hmm. But the dog is a, what the, what in they consider in the medical community, a chonker, uh, a, a, a a big old chonkster (laughs) Supreme. And he, (laughs) 
<laughs> a, cho- a chonky burrito with cheese. A chonky burrito with cheese. And he, I can't, I can't hold him. I can't hold on to him to be able to clip his nails. And when he, when he decides he doesn't want his nails clipped and he's getting older too. So I'm also really scared of hurting him. But uh, yeah, so, which is why his nails are getting so long. He's so old that he's not going out and getting active. And so he's not wearing them down naturally. So they're getting kind of long. But that's just to say that if listeners are listening to this and you hear clippity-clop, clippity-clop in the background of my recording, uh, that's just my dog walking around on the the hardwood floor. Oh, absolutely. And I just want to add, like, thank you to everyone who came on the show and and participated. Uh, Danny, Kim, you know, Nathan, who helped out as well uh, in your stead while you had, while you needed to take a break. Uh, We just, I know... I mean, Travis can tell you guys in a minute, but I really appreciate everyone for doing that for us because, you know, this show would not have, this show would not have happened without the support of our, of our friend base. So thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who filled in for me and picked up the slack while I was out. Uh, Like I said, it was kind of a tough time, you know, losing my grandmother. She was, she was one of the most important people in my life. And so losing her was a a very, very hard time. And so having friends uh, who picked up the slack for me while I was out was really just I, I couldn't have asked for more. I really couldn't have. And it was just such a reward and such a, such a, uh, a blessing to have uh, people who were willing to step up and help. And also for listeners who have stuck around through this time of, yeah, it's been a little chaotic. We, we, you know, we, we haven't had, we've had regular episodes, but they've also kind of been interspersed with kind of weird episodes like our live stream that we did and our, uh, your, uh, uh, AMA that you did. Um, because, yeah. because you didn't know, you didn't know what was going to happen, whether I was going to be there one week or not. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, if if listeners have stuck around through all of this chaotic and crazy and uncertain time with us, I'm I'm just forever grateful. I'm forever grateful for you guys. Yeah. Well, Travis, uh, we can now that you're back, we can definitely get back into the swing of things. And we do have a little bit of news to cover. So you know what we have to do now? We have to cue the BDBD. Cue the BDBD. Yeah, and the first bit of news that we want to cover is our Kickstarter for Kaiju Ramen Volume 1 is over with. We we finished it uh, at the beginning of this month, and we finished yeah. with 184% funded funding. Like, yeah, we... That's... Uh, <laughs> That's, um, it's a, that, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of you guys, you guys gave us 11,048 of your dollars to put towards this Kaiju Ramen volume one that we put together. And we are eternally, eternally grateful. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing that we have had that much support for kaiju ramen and kaiju ramen volume one um we want to let everyone know that uh we're going to make sure that that this book this volume is worth uh, worth every penny of it is worth every penny that people have put towards it 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, we don't have the time and I actually don't have the list in front of me, uh, to give every single person that, that contributed a shout out, but we can take a moment and thank a few or thank a handful of really important people that really kind of helped us out during this whole, this whole, like this last month where, you know, it seems like I was on show after show after show, which is incredibly more exhausting than I expected it to be. Um, so, you know, for starters, thank you to Kim Hogue, our very special friend, Kim at Kaiju at chill with Kaiju Kim, uh, for letting us come on her show, uh, Jay and Jake of the YHS on monster Island podcast. Thank you guys, uh, for doing, for allowing me to come on and talk about the magazine. Of course, the crew at collect all monsters, Kyle, Christine, Leslie, John, and, um, David, Thank you. Thank you guys so, so much for doing that. I, 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 what's funny about that stream is I was obviously very nervous, um, coming on that show, uh, and getting to talk to the, the great Kyle Yount. Uh, but you guys were so incredibly gracious and we appreciate every last one of you. Um, uh, of course, uh, Matt from monstrosities. Thank you, man, for being a friend of the show and being a friend of this magazine and friend of this project. Uh, AJ, uh, AJ Russo of Kaiju Live, our friends there at Kaiju Live, thank you for having that live stream with me and Matt Frank. And last, of course, but last and certainly not least, thank you to Matt Frank for uh, show it, lending your support to this project and making it the best, po- making it the best possible thing that it could possibly be, uh, for just a small startup like us, man, it, it's, it's incredible. And thank you. Thank and everyone else who contributed, you gave us your money and you just loved on us in comments and shared the links and said, you know, you encourage people to go buy this or go, uh, pledge to this thing. Again, we cannot be more grateful than we are. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really just been so fantastic. And, you know, you were on all of these shows and doing so much. And, and it's crazy because we started a Kickstarter right, right around the time that my grandmother started getting sick. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she passed while we were running this Kickstarter. So, you know, I wasn't able to do as much getting out there and, and promoting it as much as uh, as I wanted to. But you really stepped up and all of these friends who had you on their shows and stuff uh, really helped get yeah. the word out there. We also had some interviews. We were interviewed by uh, SciFi'd dot com uh, or sci-fi japan dot mm-hmm. com and and phaser media mm-hmm. uh who who interviewed yeah. us to talk about the magazine so we want to thank them for that so it's just been it has been a while like not it's been an emotional time for me because of what's going on with my family but it's also been a crazy crazy roller coaster of having so much support and so much uh growth for this project this kaiju ramen project yeah and we were able to, we were able to have some fun uh, about a week or so, I think it was about a week ago now, uh, have some fun on a on a on a live stream to kind of send this uh, send this thing off, and we had a lot of great people on that stream. Of course, Nathan, Danny, Kim, Kyle, uh, Jay, AJ, they all popped in, and Matt, of course, they all popped in and helped and helped ring in the countdown to Kaiju Ramen, and it was incredible. It was such a fun time. I think you and I were talking after the show like that is probably the most fun we've had on a stream about kaiju stuff since probably kaiju quarantine one yeah 
yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Uh, I was kind of nervous starting out, uh, and I stumbled over my words a lot when I first started. But it's like, uh, I'm oh, just, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm so nervous because we've got all these people who are watching us, and we also got awesome people coming on the show. And I don't know what to do. I'm just a I'm just a regular guy from Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's. I think we had. I honestly, buddy, I th- I think we handled it well. I think we handled it well. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, one more thing to uh, about the Kickstarter. I did send out the reward surveys to everyone. So if you haven't, uh, check your email and answer the questions that are in that survey so we can make sure that we get you your rewards, whether it be the posters, the goodie pack, the book, of course, obviously. Uh, and yeah, we make sure that we get it to you. And so answer those. And if you didn't get your reward survey and you, uh, you know, you were expecting to get it, uh, make sure to message us on social media at Kaiju weekly on Twitter, uh, because that's, you know, that's the best way to reach out to us or you can email us too at kaiju ramen media no kaiju ramen magazine at gmail.com uh that's our email and i'm sorry daisy's on my on my desk right now making doing stuff i don't know what she's doing daisy what are you doing oh it's fine i have a uh i forgot to close my office door so i'm going to be joined by a little black and white uh, heathen herself that she decides to pop up on my desk and just sit here. I hope she's, a, I hope she behaves herself. Um, but <laughs> so, anyway, <it's, laughs> so, so we're, so we're just having cat cast tonight. This is, this is the cat. We're podcast. having, yeah, th- this is the, this is the Kaiju cat podcast um, with, uh, with Daisy and miss Fiona. So there you go, guys. Um, also one more thing about Kaiju Rama media. We, I know I posted about a giveaway, uh, on uh, to celebrate our our thousand our, our thousand followers, uh, we're gonna delay that just a little bit longer. We'll announce the giveaway soon, so stay tuned for that. We'll let you know when that's gonna happen. But we are still gonna be doing that giveaway. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's to celebrate you know reaching a thousand followers on Twitter because uh, that's a huge milestone mm-hmm. for us. I did not think that we would have a thousand people who are interested in following us on social media, and so uh, we wanted to celebrate that by giving away a T-shirt. And so we're going to do that. We're going to do a drawing on on somebody's name, pick someone at random, and uh, and we're going to send them a T-shirt. But we're gonna we had to delay it a little bit just because things have been so chaotic uh, because of kind ramen and everything that's going on yeah, with it for sure are we ready uh to move on to the actual news and stop congratulating ourselves so much well i don't know i, I don't know if I, I i'm actually kind of enjoying stroking my own ego but okay we i guess we can move on we can uh, we can move on all right well the first bit of news that i have uh coming into this episode is we have a from mezco toys a five points Extra large Godzilla versus Hedera 1971 three figure boxed set that has been revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the set will be released between July and September. It features the features Godzilla from Godzilla versus Hedera. Features your typical Hedera standing up version, and I think the flying version in flight mode that's the three figures uh yes the flying version of hetera and the landing fate and the landing what they call the landing adult version i think is what it's called in the description okay. but yeah so the so for anyone who's not familiar with mezco toys they just 
put out, I think it was last, yeah, it was la- it had to be last year because we've only, we're only like a month into 2022. Uh, but, but last year around this time they announced and started promoting their destroy all monster set. And, and for anyone who's not familiar, Mezco toys is just these like little plastic collectible toys are about four to five inches in height uh but they're highly detailed for their size and so they're releasing the uh destroy all monsters set with godzilla and, and the crew there and then they just put out a set for the mothra twins and i think mothra herself but they're doing hetera now they're doing godzilla versus hetera because it is the 50th anniversary of that film uh, and what makes this what makes this uh different is because the the figures are a little bit larger and uh, the Godzilla, the sculpt for Godzilla is just slightly altered to showcase the uh, the one eyed version of Godzilla. Mm, OK, yeah. When you when you say that these were just plastic, like simple plastic, I was like, oh, wow, I did not expect that because I expected these to be like uh, like maybe resin or something, you know, like a like a like a more higher end they're pvc they're They're pvc PVC okay because because yeah i expected these to be like full resin or something because of the detail like when i just looking at the pictures i was like oh yeah you know it's really detailed so it's going to be like solid resin or whatever and you're like oh no it's just pvc you know uh, it's on the uh, cheaper end but they just did a really good job detailing it i'm like oh man yeah they did (laughs) yeah it was it would be really difficult to do an articulated figure like this in resin. It's just yeah. a lot of well, that, I didn't know they were articulated. That was news to me too. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're articulated, so you can move these. These are not as artic. If you're familiar with the, um, um, you know, NECA and SH Monster Arts, they're not as articulated as those figures. Thinking more along the lines of um, like Super 7, if anyone out there is familiar with the Super 7 reaction figure line, where it's got like very limited articulation, like the head will swivel, the legs will move, the arms will move, maybe, and um, for these, probably the tail, the tail on Godzilla will will move. So so it's got a a Bandai kind of figures yeah it's more like the bandai stuff yeah it's more like the bandai stuff yeah okay okay see yeah i'm not for listeners for longtime listeners they know uh but if you're new to the podcast i i am not the collector i'm not the person who you know gets into the figure stuff that's all michael so i you know (laughs) i i sound like uh sound like a a doof when talking about this stuff because i'm like i don't know what i'm talking about oh you don't sound like a doof (laughs) oh shut up you don't sound like a doof it's fine no no, it's true. I just I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know it's it's one of those things of like I don't know art, but I know what I like, and so you know it's like I mm-hmm. I don't I don't yeah. know what's a high end figure and what's a great you know necessarily price for a figure. But when I see these ones that just look good, then I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good, and that's how I am with this. Like it looked really good, and I was like, I didn't realize that it was you know something that was uh, not a high end figure because of just the amount of detail that they were able to get into this yeah i'm looking at the price i'm I'm looking up the price now for these okay so for this set uh i'm looking at them on i'm looking at them on uh our friends what our friends at kaiju live dot shop and they have them up for seventy dollars usd for 70 bucks you can get like some really good looking good looking toys and what they come with and i was looking at and the that's for the here, whole set the box that's for the entire set. Yes. Yeah. So 70, 70 bucks for three figures and they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes with Godzilla. 
It comes with Hedera, the final form. Uh, it comes with uh, the fly, the flying version. It comes with a beam effect that will shoot from Hedera's eye. It comes with a a, a cover to simulate the port, the part of the battle where Hedera loses one of his, one of her eyes or his eyes. I don't know what kind of, I don't know what sex it is, but okay. Um, it comes with the flying form. Like I said, it comes with four replica buildings. It comes with two of those, uh, Hedera, um, uh, eggs or balls, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Um, it comes with those. It comes with one eye beam, one eyelid, one, uh, positioning post for, oh, one, one, basically one stand for the flying form hetera, and then, uh, two display bases for the figures to stand on. So you're getting a lot of stuff in the box for, for 70 bucks. And I'll make sure to post a link to where you can purchase this from our friends at Kaiju live in the description of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next bit of news, we had some, uh, news to talk about with this movie, Yuzo, The Biggest Battle in Tokyo. We have a new trailer mm-hmm. that was released for this. Now, for anybody who may not be following this movie or familiar with this, we have talked about this movie about, uh, uh, let's see, about a month ago, maybe? No, no probably two months ago now. Um, this is the one that has a kaiju that looks like it belongs in the ultra franchise and it has a very weird weird synopsis like we couldn't make heads or tails of the synopsis for it but they released a new trailer for it um it's like a comedy sort of type movie judging by the trailer i watched it and you know we couldn't make heads or tails of the synopsis and watching the trailer did not help (laughs) what'd you think of this yeah um, I, you know, okay. So the monster design looks great. I, mm-hmm. I think that, I think the monster design, the tokusatsu look fantastic. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the, the, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it yet. I know from the, from this trailer, it obviously is supposed to be a satire or a comedy. Um, but I don't know. It looks good. It looks fun. Like I'm specifically thinking of that, um, that scene where the guy grabs the dynamite and flies right into the monster. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that, I mean, this is, this is going to be one of those fun, like independent action films. And like I said, the, the actual monster design for this looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, the, the monster looks great. And I think, and I don't have it written down here. I should have written it down, but I think there are some actual like veterans in the tokusatsu industry uh, who are working on the mm-hmm. on the monster design. That's why it looks as good as it does. But yeah, mm-hmm. so here's the synopsis. We've read it out before in the podcast, but just for anybody who doesn't remember or who may not heard, uh, may not have heard the synopsis before. In the year 2020, the world is threatened by a new coronavirus. The impact of the virus is not only on health, but also on the economy. And Yuzu Uki, who was enjoying his remote life, is easily is easily laid off. Somehow he manages to find a new job. But what has awaited him was a crazy group of people, including a money grabbing president, a fitness instructor with no members, a garbage thief who only collects waste, a gambling salesman 
and a man who stays inside a stuffed animal. I think this was that was the part where we were like, whoa, <laughs> what, what? what? However, yeah, that was the, OK. So that was the part that that was the part that we were like, what? However, after being pushed around by these selfish people, he gets desperate when he is dumped by his girlfriend. Just then, after all of that, just then, a life form from outer space comes into contact with Yuzo's crazy co-workers and fuses with their madness, creating an explosion of energy that plunges the city into chaos. The only person who can save the city from this crisis is yuzo having been thrown into the depths of disappointment he now rises to the occasion it's we i think we mentioned it when we talked about it. this movie is like it's like five movies in one mm-hmm. it's just like five different synopsises synopses smashed into one and i don't like and I said, like I said, watching the trailer didn't help. It looks just as nuts as what the synopsis makes it sound. <laughs> no, it, it sounds wild. It sounds wild. Like if you base this on, like if you base it on the trailer and you didn't really take the time to read the plot synopsis, you would think that this was just an, an independent, this is an independent monster film. But the, the, the description Really, the description really doesn't the the trailer doesn't really do the description justice because none of that really gets portrayed in the trailer itself. Mm-hmm. It's no, like it doesn't. Uh, the the one the one the one we watched was like a bunch of cut scenes of the action and the monster, and then a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, kind of showcasing the artistry behind creating the creature, mm-hmm. um, which is great and. I will probably, I'm assuming this is coming to SRS, so I will, I will probably get this when it drops, but, but yeah, because just because I think it looks interesting, uh, I recently watched, um, I recently watched Nezra and the great Buddha arrival. Um, I wasn't all that impressed with, uh, with Nezra. I was more impressed with the great Buddha arrival. Um, and it's great that we're getting all of these like new independent kaiju films because I think uh, I don't remember if it was I don't remember if it was me and you or if it was me and Danny or someone I heard talk about that what's going to keep the genre alive is all are all of these like independent films. It's not we can't always count on Toho and Katakawa and Legendary to make these things for us. Right. We have to uh, we it's it's these independent filmmakers that are going to keep this genre alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I like that that the kaiju genre has grown and kind of expanded enough that we are getting a lot of independent stuff that is making it. I mean, Japan has always done kind of independent kaiju stuff because kaiju is just a a genre that that sticks around in Japan. But the fact that right. we're actually getting them released in the U.S in in some form whether it's through srs whether it's through media blasters whether whether it's put on tubi or whatever you know it's at least we're getting them available to us here in the states and and i i just think that's great i think that's great whether or not you like the movies that come out whether you you enjoyed uh rega the sea monster (laughs) or or uh what was the other one howl from beyond the fog or whether you you know just kind of thought they were meh at least we're getting these stuff in this stuff in the u.s that we never would have gotten prior to you know like 10 years ago we wouldn't have gotten these movies yeah and i'm 
and I'm starting to warm up to some of these things. Like before, like I was really hard on Howl, and the more the more of these independent films that we start getting, the more I'm starting to just kind of just light. Like I think you told me one time, well, Michael, you just need to lighten up. Um, <laughs> the more I'm starting to light, I'm more I'm starting to lighten up a little bit on 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 these independent films because, like I said, it's like it's these types of movies, it's these content creators that are going to keep this genre alive uh, for us in the West and for the East as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're going to be telling me to lighten up once we get to our main topic this week because, uh, oh boy, I have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But, you know, we're going to try to keep it as positive as we possibly can. Uh, but the, moving on to our next. Yeah, the next bit of news. The next. The, Go ahead. Go ahead. You want to take over? That's fine. That's fine. I can just step back. Okay. No, it's fine. I was just going to, I was just trying to, uh, trying to gauge the flow of the conversation. But, Moving on to the next little bit of news. It looks like Waxworks has hinted at releasing the Singular Point soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, no word on release or price just yet, but the images I've seen online look... I mean, there's not much images to see online, but like the the, the teasers that the, that the Waxworks has thrown out is really intriguing. And I mm-hmm. know that... Um, the the soundtrack to singular point just got put on on spotify not too long ago and it is a really tremendous soundtrack so i'm interested to see what it like how that's going to be received you know when it when it finally comes to vinyl now i i don't know if this is going to be like a japan only thing but i'm assuming since it's waxworks no, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be international it's going to yeah. be international because they just released their uh their showa era godzilla record set yeah, because Waxworks is not based in Japan. Waxworks is based. Uh, I'm wondering, were California? They, were they in California or were they in Canada? I can't remember. It, was, it began with a C. <laughs> so yeah, so this 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 whole thing with the soundtrack being released. Um, yeah, we don't know a release date. We don't know pricing. We don't even know for sure that it's happening. Other than Waxworks has kind of all but said they are actually doing it. They haven't they haven't officially said they're doing it, but they have dropped some really really hard and heavy uh, hints. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it. I don't remember the Singular Point soundtrack that much. I, I guess because I was so focused on trying to follow the stuff that was happening in the show because it was such a complex story that I didn't other than the the main the song that is like an actual plot point in the in the show. I don't remember much from the soundtrack, so I am interested to go back just to listen to the soundtrack to uh, to you know re-listen to it. But I do know that our friend our friend uh, G Man, uh, who's been a guest on the podcast before from the from the uh, Drift Space podcast, Drift Space, he is really excited for that because he's he, you know he loves soundtracks and music and stuff like that anyway and and he was super excited for the idea that uh the singular point soundtrack will be released on vinyl oh yeah for sure like he would like i know our friend danny's super excited for it for it to come i'm a, i don't know about our friends matt and gratton because i know they're vinyl collectors and they bought the showa era godzilla set so i don't know how they feel about it i haven't really seen them commenting on it but i, I won't be getting it Again, I'm not the biggest vinyl collector. I've been getting a few of the Mondo records when they come out, but I probably won't. I probably won't grab this. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on to the next bit of news, Dawn of the Monsters, which is a video game uh, that is coming out soon, uh, has a trailer, a, a story trailer that came out this week, and it mm-hmm. looks epic. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a collector and I'm not a gamer, but mm-hmm. this game looks fantastic, and I am a sucker for a fun monster beat-em-up type game and that's what this looks like it, it, it it's completely original it's not based on any uh existing franchises or any existing monsters but they have definitely drawn inspiration from your ultraman your your uh super sentais your godzillas your gamras all of the you know the great places that you draw inspiration from when you're talking about monsters and robots mm-hmm. And it just looks like so much fun. It does. It looks like a ton of fun. Like I wish, honestly, I wish I was a gamer. I honest to God wish I was a gamer uh, for this or for enough to want to go buy this. But I, I fell out of the gaming. I fell out of the gaming genre uh, a long time ago, just because it's just one more. It was, it turned into one more distraction away from what I had to like my job. Since I worked from home, Uh, I found myself spending way too many hours playing games and not actually doing my work. Um, so I kind of got out of it. I want to get back into it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a gamer, but I can appreciate this from an art, from the artistic perspective. Whereas it looks good. Like it looks like a fun, it kind of looks 2d, but also 3d at the same time. It's a, it's, it has a really, shaded. it has a really, yeah, sell. Sh- there we go. Thank you. Um, it has a really unique aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a big part of that aesthetic is because they partnered with Matt Frank and a few other uh, people to mm-hmm. to uh, help develop this art style and the right. the monster designs and everything. And we actually have a press pack from uh, Thirteen AM Gamings uh, who who is developing this game, and uh, I I'm. Like you, I'm not a big gamer, so I didn't know about this until they reached out to us and talked to us. But I talked to our friend Nathan Marchand from the Monster Island Film Vault, and he said he's been following the development of this game for a while because they announced it back in at G Fest uh, like a year ago or a couple of years ago or something like that. And they've been, you know, like it was the it was yeah. It was the it was the G Fest before last. It was the it was the last. It was G Fest of 2019. G Fest of 2019 okay. before the pandemic. So so you know he's been following the development of this and he's been super excited. And when I told him that they reached out to us and they wanted us to to uh, to feature uh, a thing in the magazine about this game and about them, uh, he was like super excited. He's like, oh man, oh man, and he was telling me all about it and like all the stuff that he knew you know and had heard about and been and stuff. And I'm like like he's got me excited for it and i and i'm not a big gamer but but like i want to go out and get this game because it looks like a lot of fun and like you said the art style is very unique it's not uh it's not generic it has a very unique style to it and they've worked with some great creators in coming up with that style coming up with like not just one brand new kaiju that's completely original but like an entire team of kaiju and giant robots and stuff that's all original that's not taken from something else 
is amazing that they were able to do that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. This this is definitely something that uh, that people should check out. And I'm not saying that just because they did reach out to us and talk to us and and wanted us to to uh, feature something about the game in Kaiju Ramen, which is going to be coming in uh, March. We're going to feature something Mm -hmm. for them in our March issue. So that's issue five. Um, Mm -hmm. But even without that, I would I would be like I would be saying the same stuff about about this game because it looks cool. Right. For sure. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. And and I I, like I said, I'm not a gamer. This is this is the only reason this is on my radar is because it's giant monsters and because they reached out to us. But once I started really kind of researching them and getting into and finding out more about the project, and I've heard Nathan talk about this project before, uh, because I think they worked with, uh, they worked with seismic toys, which is a vinyl toy maker. Um, I think out of Texas or California, maybe I can't remember, but or no New York, New York, they're out of New York. Um, and they did a few of the characters from this game. Like, yeah, uh, they did a few of the, the kaiju characters from this game. Yeah, that's what Nathan was telling me about the other day when I was telling him when we were talking about this, that they actually had some of the figures uh, for some of the monsters from this game. And, and he even showed me because he picked them up and was and had them in his collection. So I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're 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 gorgeous. They're they're gorgeous. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for this project. I'm excited to talk to these guys. Um, it'll show up. Just look for that. Look for that conversation in the next issue of Kaiju Ramen. Yeah. Yeah. And go check out the story trailer for Dawn of the Monsters too, because they just released it, uh, this week and it looks, uh, it looks really epic. So go check out the trailer to find out more about the game and yeah, check out Kaiju Ramen to see the write-up that we're doing about, uh, the game and the developers. Uh, moving on, just a quick bit of news here just to get out of the way. The sequel to Jason mm-hmm. Statham's movie, sh- shark thriller movie, The Meg, has begun shooting in the UK. It has officially started shooting. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the final title, but it is based on because The Meg was based on a book and the sequel right. to the book is called The Meg, The Trench. And so that is, or something like that. And so there, that's kind of like the the title that people are running with on this. But I don't think they've actually officially announced a title for it. But it is the sequel to the Meg. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for it. I I know, I know a lot of people cast a lot of shade on the Meg, but I thought the Meg was a fun movie. I I, I thought the the Meg was a fun movie. It, it was definitely a fun movie. So I'm I'm excited. It was a fun foobie. It was definitely a fun, it was, it was a fun foobie. Um, and speaking, and I'm, I'm, ex- go ahead, go ahead. Finish, finish what you were Good saying. Lord. I was just going to say it's a fun, it's just, a, it looks like a, it, it'll probably be a fun movie. I'll watch it. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of foobies that kind of touches into the collector side of things. Cause you are so obsessed with Ooh. your, uh, Shifu- Sofubies, uh, so so foobie, so foobie. <laughs> you're you're so foobie about Sofubies. Uh, 
Man, I'm so I am so fly. I'm so fooby. But we actually have uh, Winter Wonderfest <laughs> that is going on, and you uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that they showed off at Winter Wonderfest. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not going to spend a lot. Of, I'm not going to park here for very long because actually last night uh, our the friend friend of the podcast AJ Russo of Kaiju Live, him and I hopped on a quick uh, an impromptu live uh, discussion. Uh, about everything that was shown at Wonderfest. We went into a little bit more detail about these things, but I'll, I'll make sure to put a link to that video in the description of this episode for people who want to go and learn more. But essentially, um, essentially Winter Wonderfest, uh, Wonderfest is, is something that happens throughout the year. This is just the, they have Summer Wonderfest or Spring Wonderfest and then Winter Wonderfest. They're, this this Wonderfest is where they show off like all the toys and all the collectibles and the model kits. And it's primarily a model kit show uh, because that's a huge thing in Japan. But, uh, you know, companies like Marmot, X Plus, uh, M1 and others were represented at Wonderfest. Uh, and there's just a few like standout items that I wanted to mention. The first of all, first one is this massive, massive, um, recreation of the scene from Godzilla versus the sea monster mm-hmm. where Godzilla is slinging, where is slinging Ebra over his shoulder, uh, during the battle. And this is going to be a part of their favorite sculptors line, which is a line of toys by X plus, uh, where they take existing model kits uh, usually they're resin model. Usually they're resin. They're poly. Usually they're resin and poly resin kits, and they translate those to vinyl. Uh, and you know, vinyl is a lot more durable than than resin. So there's some benefits, and there's also some drawbacks to doing that. You lose some detail when you when you're transitioning from resin to vinyl. But overall, these look great. Um, now. Uh, availability on these things has not been announced yet. There is a full, there's several like fully painted versions of, of some of these toys to look at with prices. I'm looking specifically at this Godzilla versus the sea monster statue. Uh, and it'll come out, it'll come to, it looks like 48,000, 48,400 yen, which actually translates to $419. I would say, you might want to expect to pay around 500 to get this thing imported because of just how crazy import prices and taxes have been over the last year due to the pandemic. Um, but yeah, just expect to pay a little bit more, uh, than that. If you're trying to buy from a third party seller, like awesome collector or Kaiju live, uh, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful statues. I'm don't know if I'll get it. It's, it'll just have to be, I, I, I may ask Julie, say, Hey Julie, so Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, is there what instead of flowers and candy, can I get a giant statue from Godzilla versus the Sea Monster? For you, obviously. For you know, for her. For for me. For for me. Well, for no, for her, obviously. Yeah, for, for her, her. Obviously. Would you like a giant st- for her that she can keep at my house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this this, exactly. this is exactly. a gift to yeah. you, but I'm going to keep it and and love it and stroke it and and you know and maybe yes. maybe cuddle with it at night. Um for for when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, just some other fun things and I'll, I'll zoom through these as quick as I can. Uh, the defo real line, which Travis, you and I have talked about mm-hmm. that. We've talked about the defo real line on this show. Uh, they're going to be releasing several things in that line. Uh, they're going to be completing the, 
uh, Godzilla versus Megalon set. They've already announced, and the Jet Jaguar is up for pre-order now, but they're going to be releasing the Godzilla 73, and they're going to be releasing uh, Gigan and Megalon, and you can see all that stuff in the video between me and AJ, and we go into a little bit more detail. I want Chibi Gigan. I want Chibi Gigan so much. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes a lot of sense because, you know, uh, I think what is it this year? 2022 is the 50th anniversary of, um, yes. of Gigan of, uh, Godzilla versus Gigan. So makes a ton of sense. And 50 years is a big deal to Japan, to films in Japan. So they, they, they really love like the 50, 60 and 70 year anniversaries. So, but so when Godzilla finally turns 75, I have no clue what they're going to do. Honestly, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be massive. Hopefully we're going to get some good stuff out of it, but, um, I'm looking specifically at this son of Godzilla defo reel. Uh, and for anyone who's not for the, un, for the uninitiated <laughs> defo reels are basically high end Funko pops. Um, it's got the big head, the little body. It's got the very like screen accurate proportionate head with a little chibi body. Um, and this one in particular caught my eye. I may have to get it because it is just so adorable looking. And it is the scene from Godzilla from son of Godzilla where just newborn Minya is riding on Godzilla's tail. And it is fantastic. You say this thing is cute and it probably will be when it's actually painted uh, to be the colors that it's supposed to be colored. But right now the picture that you have on the show notes is the, it's um, a clay model, the clay model and it's flesh toned uh, clay. And, a flesh toned chibi Minya just looking <laughs> into my soul right now is the furthest thing from cute that I can imagine. <laughs> oh, come on, Travis. You know, this thing is adorable. He looks like you know, a little fetus that has just come to just devour me. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> He's come to eat your soul. Um, <laughs> wow, that went to a, that went to a really dark place. I am so sorry. Audio <laughs> um, uh, moving, moving on. Just some things that just some quick mentions uh, before we get into the main topic. Uh, M1 will be releasing another version of their 1954 Godzilla. M1 is a Sofubi manufacturer. I actually love M1 stuff because they are they're screen accurate, but they're stylized at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, and I just love their paint. I love the way they're painted. They look, they look so good. Um, they're also going to be releasing. I saw some images of, of the, of the Godzilla trike, the Godzilla, the Godzilla 2000 on the tricycle, which is a really popular. So thing to that. A lot of collectors like, uh, they are also going to be releasing, um, the figure for, uh, what to do with a dead Kaiju. Uh, we will not mention the alternate name for that kaiju here on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're they're also going to be there. Uh, looks like there's going to be a ton of stuff from Shin Ultraman released this coming year between vinyl figures from CCP and statues and X plus stuff and all that. We covered all that in that video. And just to kind of wrap things up really quickly, speaking of Gigan, Godzilla versus Gigan, X plus will be, re- will be reissuing uh, this figure set from Godzilla versus Gigan, where it's the 25 centimeter large monster series scale figure Gigan. 
uh, and it has the Godzilla to go with it. This set will run 27,500 yen, which roughly translates to $238. So probably by the time it gets to you, expect to pay around 300 bucks for this thing. It's gorgeous. I don't know if I'll get it. I doubt it. Probably the only thing on my radar at this moment is the Godzilla versus the sea monster statue because it just looks so gorgeous. It does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that statue of, of Godzilla versus the sea monster is, is just really cool. Um, if, if I was a collector and if I had the funds, I would definitely pick that up because it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think now we can get into our main topic this week. And normally we like to ask a trivia question to hint to what our topic is each week. But since I've been gone for so long and I'm the one that usually writes the show notes, uh, I didn't have a uh, trivia question. Well, technically, technically, there was a trivia question to this, but it didn't get shared to our social media. I forgot where it, it, I forgot what it was and I forgot to post it. So oops. Oops. Uh, go check out a previous episode if you want to, uh, if you want to, uh, hear what the trivia question was, but our main topic this week is rumble from 2021. Uh, this movie, this movie was directed by Hamish Grief. It stars Will Arnett, Geraldine. Now I had to look up how to pronounce her name, and I may still mispronounce is, it even after. Well, but quick question, quick question, quick question: Is Hamish is Hamish the good grief or the bad grief? Good grief. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, see, see, now this is where our brains are different because I see that name and I think of General Grievous from Star Wars. Ah, okay. Gotcha. All right. And oh boy, the Star Wars fandom is imploding a little bit this week too. That's in, that's not kaiju news, but that's just news. (laughs) I was just trying to be, I was just trying to be funny, but okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into Star Wars st- talk th- right now, but I, yeah, I we're, this is not the time nor the place or the podcast for that. <laughs> I have opinions. I have opinions on Star Wars listeners. If you want to hear my opinions on Star Wars, tweet tweet at us or or email us uh, at kaiju weekly or 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 kaiju uh, weekly at gmail.com um but yeah or, Geraldine- or if you want to hear if you want to hear my rambling opinions on star wars you can tweet at me at that's a lot of bish there's an inside joke here there's an inside joke there uh just tweet at me there and i'll tell you my incoherent thoughts on star wars his incoherent thoughts on Star Wars are, uh, I don't really know what that is, but I like Darth Vader. <laughs> um, I like the Empire movie. Yeah, uh, that 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 one with Jar Jar is pretty good. <laughs> I know that that that's, one's crap. That, that's, I was going to say, that's you, not me. That's you. Uh, anyway, um, Geraldine Vishwanathan. Uh, and I, like I said, probably mispronounced that name. I'm very sorry. Uh, Terry Cruz is also in this movie. Charles Barkley, Jimmy Tatro, 
Stephen A. Smith, who is a real ESPN newscaster, was also in this movie. And Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch make brief cameos. They are current champions. Uh, Roman Reigns is the WWE Universal Champion. And uh, Becky Lynch has uh, is the current champion for Raw's women's wrestling. And they make cameos well, good for you. This. Good for you for knowing that, buddy. I didn't know you were such a wrestling fan. Uh, I haven't been a wrestling fan since the nineties, so I actually had to look that up. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, uh, I, I, I haven't been into wrestling since the nineties. So, uh, you know, Randy Savage. Yeah. I know who that is. And I know, you know, uh, RIP, but, uh, outside of, outside of the like nineties guys that I'm not, a am not, a I don't know who these people are. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like I lost, I lost interest after stone cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Which he still come, he still comes back every so often, doesn't he? He's like the rock. He'll come in and, and do something every so often. Eh, he'll, he'll do it. Yeah. He'll do a little, he'll do a little skit. You know, it's fine. Um, Yeah. It's, it's he'll he'll come in like he'll come in every now and then like the rock or the undertaker and do a little skit and then he's he's good i i still can't believe the undertaker is still going like the i would have thought the undertaker would have been retired a long time ago oh the undertaker no mark calloway mark calloway is retired mark, mark oh, is calloway he? retired last year oh, oh yeah he well, retired last year last yeah. year last year like i still would have thought he would have been retired like a long time ago because he's been around forever He's been around since the he's been around since Survivor Series of 1988, 19 something, 1980 something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, these guys are like I know this is not we're not here to talk about wrestling, but this is a wrestling movie sort of. Um, but sure, but yeah. these guys, these guys are like football and, and like sports stars, like you know, physical. They're they're mm-hmm. athletes. And so they you you'd think that uh, most of them would retire kind of early because of just the mm-hmm. the beating that their body goes through on a regular basis. But some of these guys stick around for a while and it's just like, I cannot believe that you're you are still going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um, yeah, these some of these guys like, I don't know. I don't want to get into it, but like some of these guys just, they need to retire. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure they, they, they need to retire because and bring in some fresh blood, but that's, that is an, that is a debate that you, I do not want to have right now. And I'm sure that as a whole other debate we can have with actual, with actual hardcore wrestling fans, I'm more of a casual fan. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, moving on to the plot breakdown for this movie. Do you want to do a funny plot breakdown, or do you want me to do the actual plot breakdown? Mm, I don't have a plot breakdown in mind, so you can do a funny plot breakdown. Okay. Well, uh, then, uh, yeah, the plot breakdown, this movie is loosely based on Monster on the Hill, a graphic novel by Rob uh, Harrell, Harrell, uh, loosely, loosely right. based on that, very loosely based on that graphic novel. Um, and the plot synopsis that I found is in a world where monster wrestling is a global sport and monsters are superstar athletes, teenage Winnie looks to follow in her father's footsteps by coaching a lovable underdog monster into a champion. 
Now, Michael, opening thoughts on this movie. It was fun. You know, it, it was fun. I, I watched it. Uh, we were actually supposed to do this a month ago. We were supposed yeah. to do this uh, at the top of the month, and I haven't watched it again since, which probably tells you how much I enjoyed it. But I actually did enjoy it. Um, I actually legitimately did enjoy that we movie. We were I've supposed to review this movie the week it came out, but we didn't. <laughs> And now yes. we are now we're like way far removed from it. And it's like of, of it coming out and like nobody cares about this movie at all. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, um, I don't I've not heard any fanfare about it. I've not heard anyone talk about it in the kaiju circles. Like even the people that I know love animated films don't even talk about this movie. Um, but I don't know. I, it's just, it's, it's fine, I guess. Um, uh, it's, it's a perfectly serviceable kids movie. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of talented voice. There's a lot of talented voice actors and actresses in it. Um, there's a good moral to the story. Um, honestly, it's, it's just, it's just a really kind of fair to Midland, uh, Kaiju kids movie, I guess. Like, I feel like real steel did it better, honestly, though. I, so my opening thoughts on this movie, like, again, we were supposed to review this movie a month ago. We were supposed to review it the week it came out. I watched this movie because I have Paramount Plus and, and I watched this movie and I knew we were going to review it this week and I barely remember anything that any details about what happens in this movie. And I was like, I probably should rewatch it just so I can be familiar with like the details of what's going on so I can talk about it and review it. I didn't. I did not want to. I, I just could not bring myself to watch this movie again because I just did mm. not enjoy this movie all that much. Now, before this movie came out, when they, when I first saw the trailers for this, and now the trailers for this movie are came out like two years ago because it was supposed to come out in 2019 or or like or, or sometime you know 2020 and the it got it's one of the ones that got delayed because of because of covid mm. and i was so excited for this because because when i was a kid there was a show that came on fox kids i think or it might it might have been uh it might have been the wb version of fox kids on saturday morning um it, it's mm. one of those two but it was a, it was a, a japanese show an anime that was imported and you know, given dubs and stuff called ultimate muscle. And it's, okay. Uh, okay. and it's, it was based on a really long running manga from Japan uh, called, what was it called? Kanik, uh, And that, that show was so much fun. It's like, you talk about like, it's, it's wrestling. It's built around wrestling and wrestling mm -hmm. is like, there's a whole wrestling federation that basically is like the federation from star Trek. They're like, you know, it's a coalition of mm -hmm. planets that all use wrestling right. to kind of govern their laws and stuff. And, and there's a, you know, a, a big, you know, champion who's the, who's King muscle. He's the King of muscle planet. And, and he's the champion that's been the champion for decades. I am the King of muscle planet. 
It is such a crazy, I'm telling you, listener, Michael, you specifically, I'm telling you, you have to go check this out. You have to at least watch a trailer for it because it is so bonkers crazy and all of the wrestlers in it have these gimmicks you know there's one that has like a a dinosaur head for a hand like almost like a like it's a t-rex hand uh but it so it looks almost like sort of like uh megatron like beast wars megatron yeah like like megatron from beast wars but he also stretches so it can like stretch out and grab you and stuff there's a guy who is just a butt uh, like a, a an actual butt uh, and mm-hmm. he uses a fart attack. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, there's references to American wrestling. There's references to Japanese wrestling. You know the the little bit that exists in Japan, and also sumos, uh, sumo wrestling. There's a it's it, it's a fantastic, hilarious show that basically has the same plot as this movie. And so when I saw the trailers for this movie, I thought that we were going to get basically Ultimate Muscle, but with more directly kaiju because because the the characters in ultimate muscle are not kaiju they're not giant monsters they're they're just people but they're just weird alien Mm -hmm. people uh so i thought we were going to get ultimate muscle but in kaiju form and so i was excited i remember talking to chris from gargantia cast a little bit because he was kind of excited for it too and then it got delayed and delayed and delayed. And then the movie finally comes out. And this movie is so disappointing. It is so boring. It is a very boring mm-hmm. movie for being a movie about giant monster wrestling. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So I honestly expected more from it. I honestly expected more from it. And it's not so much the it's not so much like the, it's not so much the story that, that bugs me. I guess it's the execution that bugs me. It's, it's sort of the execution that bugs me. Like, I don't think, I don't think Rayburn is all that great of a character to be quite honest with. He actually irritated the snot out of me the whole time. And I get, he's like, he's afraid to disappoint his father. And he, you know, he's been down on his luck for however many years at this point. But he just comes across like his whiny laziness is annoying. If you would have told me that even though I, even though I can tell, you can tell by his voice, that's Will Arnett, like Will Arnett's voice is pretty distinguishable. So you can kind of pick it out. But if you just, if you ignored the voice and just went with the characterization, if you had told me that this character was going to be voiced by, um, uh, uh, Seth, uh, why am I blanking Seth Rogen? If you were going to, if you would have uh, told me that this character was going to be voiced by Seth Rogen, I would have believed you because like this character is so much of a Seth Rogen kind of like slacker. Yeah, you're right. Pain in the yeah, butt. You're type right. Character. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that. I can totally see that because like the, the voice, the voice acting that Seth Rogen has done in the past, he always plays the same character. He plays this very character, the slacker, the lazy guy, the guy that's apathetic all the time. It just takes shortcuts and yada, yada, yada. And Will Arnett is a little bit more, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? It, he's a little bit more cynical most of the time. Would you say that cynical is the right word? Like he always comes across as cynical in his voice acting. Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. But he he does play cynical characters sometimes. Um, he's more straightforward with his voice acting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't typically go very wacky. Like like in a lot of the things that he does voice uh, voices for. And I mean, and obviously, Will Arnett is a is a live action actor too, and he's done stuff. But um, but he tends to do a very good job of being the straight uh straight barrel type guy where he'll he like all these wacky scenarios are happening around him but he's still taking it very seriously and he's like mm-hmm. you know almost like a leslie nilson kind of like how you know he's like very straightforward and very uh um uh serious in his delivery even though it is super wacky stuff and and that's what and it works well with you know some of the stuff that he does i mean he does the voice of lego batman and and it's really great because lego batman is you know dark and gritty and while living in a wacky colorful silly world and it's so it's just kind of like funny but in this you know who would have you know who would have been you know who would have been better for the you know who would have been better for this role in my opinion, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman would have been good. Jason Bateman would have been good. I think I Jason Bateman would have been better. I would have said Jack Black because, I mean, this essentially is oh, Kung yeah. Fu Panda. Like, <laughs> essentially. No, you're right. Oh, crap. Yeah, I can't now. Dag on it. Yep, you're right. This is, a, yeah. this, is Kung, this is Kung Fu Panda. But here's this is like the- Kung Fu Panda meets Real Steel. It is it is a lot like Kung Fu Panda meets Real Steel, but here's the here is the problem with Rayburn Jr.'s uh, characterization versus and if you compare it and and I'm sorry I know it's not fair to compare things, but this is just to kind of get an idea of what's wrong with the movie by comparing it to something else that's better does things better. Mm-hmm. But the characterization of Rayburn Jr. when compared to Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Poe from Kung Fu Panda is someone who's not living up to his potential, but he's still mm-hmm. eager to 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 do something. Like he he wants to do, yeah. he wants to live up to his potential, but he doesn't know how. Right, and he has to, and they have to find creative ways to get him to. You know, he can't be trained and taught the way that you know other people can be taught because that's just not who he is. And so they have to find creative right. ways to get him to live up to his potential. Whereas Rayburn Jr., it doesn't feel like he he wants to live. Well, he doesn't. He starts off saying he doesn't want to live up to his potential. And and it doesn't feel like he cares about living up to his potential until the very end of the movie. And then you're supposed to care about whether he cares. But he spent most of the time not caring. I don't think that. Honestly, I don't even I don't even think I like the plot point of money being his motivator. You know what I mean? I don't even think I like because it's like so I feel like that's so basic. I feel like it's just so basic. Yeah. I also think it's weird that he was so determined to not live under his father's shadow. And and he obviously has other interests outside of wrestling and wants to do, you know, I want to do more than just be a wrestler like my dad. I want to do something different for myself. But yet when he's off on his own using a fake name, he is wrestling. Yeah. Right. He's not doing Makes anything sense. else. 
Yeah. And, okay. and just like, yeah, I, it's like, yeah. if this were, if, if this, if he, you're, I think you're right. If, 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 if he were off, like working in a monster burger joint, or if he was a monster pizza delivery guy, right. Um, I think it would, I think it would have been better than him literally doing the thing that he that he's afraid of disappointing his father over i guess if that makes sense and 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 which okay that leads into another problem i have for this movie what do the other monsters that don't wrestle do because we Mm -hmm. see the wrestling monsters and we see the one monster who is a wrestling commentator but Mm -hmm. there's no there's no there's nothing else like you don't see monsters just living their lives doing, you know, normal everyday things. This world is not built like these monsters have been around for decades and decades. This world is built like these monsters are just here uh, for the yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody's working for, for the, the weekend. weekend. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Like there's a clear okay, so there is a clear divide between the human world and the the monster world, and you're led to believe that they overlap. But really, the only so the only function that these monsters serve is to wrestle. Like yeah, like you're right. What do they do? Like what do they do when they're not wrestling? What do they do yeah. throughout the day? Do they go? Do they work normal jobs? Is this just is just is this just a hobby? Like because not every single monster. Not every single monster is a superstar, you know? Right. Yeah. And where do they live? Where do they live? Where do they, where do they eat? Like everything in this world, every building, every, you know, city, everything is built human sized. There's nothing that's built monster size except for the stadiums. That's the only thing that is built to be monster size. And it is such a wasted opportunity to kind of like just in the background throwing little sight gags of monsters unloading, you know, the tanker ships or, you know, little, you know, buildings that you know, like restaurants that are super big and monsters going in. So, you know, the way that Monsters Inc. does, the way that Monsters Inc. has mm-hmm. like in the background, there's little sight gags because there's these restaurants and things that are monster themed. And so you kind of get this feel of the world is built for them. This is a world that they live mm-hmm. in. Not this movie, not Rumble. Rumble is has none of that it's almost like they had a they had a uh, a movie already partially made and then just slapped monsters into it at the last minute yeah yeah there could be and there could have been in my opinion better world building than just than just humans live here and then they train monsters and the monsters wrestle and then that's it like i feel like there just needs to be more yeah, uh, well, look at how to train your dragon. Look at how, look at the, how that movie, how that uh, you know, like you feel the world that they're living in. Like the like the first movie, this world of dragons exist, and these are the Vikings that have to live in a world where dragons exist, and that was kind of cool. But then, as they built the world even more in the sequels you see how dragons are used by humans and and uh 
you know, whether it be in a good positive way or in a negative way of enslaving dragons and, and how the dragons, mm -hmm. the hierarchy of dragons works and all this kind of stuff that they, that's like, there's so much detail that they could have thrown in mm -hmm. and it not taken any extra time. Like, like it wouldn't have taken much effort to put like little things in the background. Not, I'm not saying like, you know, they had to spend a whole bunch of extra time and money, you know, creating a whole side plot of where all the monsters sleep at night. Just a side, just a little sight gag. Just of, something. Just some hotels yeah, just for something. monsters. <laughs> right. You know? Like where, like when the, like when the, like when the monsters I feel like we're spending way too much time on this, but uh, the when the monsters come to town from like visit when the opponent, when because they all can't live in the same city, because according to the rules set up in this world, each town has its own champion. Is what I'm understanding and correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, like each mm -hmm. each town has its own custom champion. So these other monsters have to come from somewhere. So where do they sleep? Where do they sleep? But again, mm -hmm. we I feel like we're talking in circles on this point, but I want, I wanted to inject a sidebar here at some point. I really would want us to watch and review how to train your dragon. Oh yeah. yeah. The first one, the first one. Yeah. Well, I, I think all three of the, of the actual theatrical movies are worth reviewing on the podcast because I think all three of them. Yeah. Maybe not like Maybe not like the four other direct to DVD releases, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the, well, the the series because they've had they had the little mini series in between each right. movie that that I don't think yeah. we we have to cover. But the movies themselves, I think, yeah, it's definitely something we can cover. Um, yeah. Another. I don't know if we want to stay on negatives. I do have some more negatives I do want to talk about, but but uh, but we can throw in some positives here real quick before we you know do some more negative talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean the for me one of the positives is the monster design, like the actual like the actual creature design in this movie. I think is great. I oh think yeah, the, I think the creatures look great. Yeah, I think they're tremendous. And the animation looks, I think the animation looks great too. It's solid. Um, like we talked about the voice acting is, is, is good. Uh, I think that they could have maybe picked different, like for a couple of parts, uh, specifically Rayburn, I really would have wanted them to pick a different a a voice actor that fits that characterization more. I think you brought up Jack Black, which had been, would have been an excellent choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and would have made a whole heck of a lot of sense. Well, but Seth Rogen, we said too. over. Yeah, Seth Rogen. I, I I just think overall, overall, the the monster designs themselves, they are very unique. They're interesting. They're they're not your typical like coming into this movie, I thought we were just gonna see a lot of like like spin-offs of other monsters we already know, like Godzilla is a lizard, Kong is a monkey or Kong is a gorilla and then some, uh, and then maybe a turtle or something of that nature. But we actually got some pretty unique monster designs in this, in this movie, um, specifically thinking about, uh, Ramarilla. I hope I'm saying that right. The, uh, the one that the, 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 the Ram create the Ram gorilla hybrid that is on way too much caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do want to, I do want to, before we close out this conversation before we, you know, and I do want to ask you who your favorite monster was from the movie. So, so, you know, we can oh, sure. talk a little bit more about that when we get to that, but yeah, no, totally. The, there, there were some really fun monster designs 
Um, I think that the way that they shot the and shot, I mean, it's animated, but still the way that they animated the actual fights in the arenas was a lot of fun. I think they did a fantastic job capturing the the energy, the the excitement, the the fun of these wrestling matches with these monsters. So so I'm totally on board with with that. Uh, we did say voice acting. Will Arnett did Will Arnett did a good job, but like you said, we we would have preferred someone who has who would have fit the the characterization a little bit better. But everybody else in there, especially Terry Crews, I loved terry oh, i love terry cruz i yeah. like terry cruz anyway and i think we i think i said this off cast um i like terry cruz in these types of roles he's a lot like he, he kind of reminds me of dwayne johnson but he he doesn't take himself nearly as seriously as dwayne johnson does yeah and for a movie like this i think that's i think that's a good thing like i think that's a good thing and i, and I really loved i loved uh ten ten tentacular um, I love that characterization. I love what Terry did with the character. Uh, and I thought he brought a lot of like, he brought, he, he brought a lot of charm to it. Um, and what I really kind of liked about that character in particular was we, we find out later that it wasn't all just about money for him. It was about pride and it was about, and, and the big theme of this movie is legacy, but it was about legacy. Like he wants to erase, the the legacy of Rayburn Sr. so that he can create his own legacy because he's tired of living in Rayburn Sr.'s shadow. Whereas I think it's it's similar to Rayburn Jr., where he's already living in his dad's shadow and he wants to get out of it. He wants to get out of it too, but for different reasons. He does he wants to uh honor his the memory of his father uh in a more meaningful way. I think my my I think my final kind of negative that was a really big negative for this movie, and then we can move on to our final thoughts, uh, was the pacing. The pacing for this movie was just awful. Like, it's so slow at the beginning of the movie and so slow getting kind of started. And then as soon as it gets started, the movie ends. Like, it's like within like 15 minutes, the movie's over with. It is such a quick switch and, and and the the way that they they do the the pacing in certain situations you don't get a chance to have like to to feel the gravity of certain situations because they're not slowing down problems are resolved very quickly and they're not you know like taking time to you know really kind of sit with characters and it's just like yeah i just didn't i did not like the pacing in this movie yeah i i i think it's i think this movie is very I think this movie is very backloaded. Whereas like they, they, there was some, there was some kind of high spots. There are some kind of, there are some kind of high spots in the beginning and it lulls like during the middle. And then it just kind of middles its way. It just kind of middle it, middle, midland, midland. It's fair to midland, whatever. It mm-hmm. just middles its way through. Um, and then it just kind of ends, you know, it, it just kind of end. like, you know, you know, going into it that Rayburn is going to be the victor. Mm-hmm. I wish there was just a tad bit more drama to the to the to the fight scene between Tentacular and Rayburn. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, and 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 it's I don't like 
critiquing a movie on being formulaic, especially when it's meant for oh, it's kids. Oh, it's extremely for you. It's, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't like me, a movie being formulaic when it's meant for kids, I don't mind it being a little bit more formulaic because kids aren't as familiar with movie formulas as adults are. And, you know, and it's okay. So I, I think it's a little, you, you get a little forgiveness for it being formulaic, but man, this movie was yeah. super formulaic and it just was so bad that it was like with that kind of stuff, like just, you knew exactly what was going to happen before it happened every scene. And it just got tiring by the end of, of it was just like, I know what's happening. I'm bored and I just want to get to the point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I guess we can just like get in if you want to get into our final thoughts, but yeah, before we do our final is- thoughts though, before we get into our final thoughts, I do want to ask you, uh, who was your favorite monster sure. that was featured in this movie? Tentacular. Tentacular or um, I, I said I say tentacular or and I had to look this up to make sure that I was getting the right one. Lady Mayhem, the giant oh, condor. Yeah, uh, or toucan the, type thing. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like she's like a she's the um she's the casino man or she's the underground fight manager or the mm-hmm. owner or whatever. Um, and she's just this huge bird with little bitty tiny wings. I just think that's funny honestly Mm -hmm. yeah um but probably but probably her or tentacular like i think i mentioned uh rama ram 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 ramarilla jesus um was in the contender but it's it's a cool design but you know i will say this um i thought it was funny that they had a legitimate british bulldog in this movie that's kind of an easter egg it's like it's a wrestling easter egg right there because there was a wrestler called the british bulldog yeah history so there was not as many um there was not as many like references to existing kaiju as I thought there would be honestly um I expected more like Godzilla references than we got we got the one that says oh the champion of the east got came down with a cold and he can't compete or something like that um and I think that was a reference to Godzilla but I'm not sure yeah, I expected more references to monsters, and I think the problem, and and I think that that's another problem, and and uh, to harp on the negatives more is, uh, that the people behind this movie were not interested in in monster stuff. They're not monster fans. They're wrestling fans. They wanted to make a wrestling movie, not necessarily a monster movie, which is why. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to what we talked about, how the world is underdeveloped for monsters, because it's like they didn't care. They didn't care about the monster stuff. Um, They cared enough to make them look cool, but that was that was the extent of it. So, yeah, it is kind of disappointing that you don't get a lot of references to uh, established monsters like like your Godzilla's, your Kong's, your things like that. But I did. I'm like you. I really like the design for a tentacular uh, that the shark Mm -hmm. head with the with the uh, tentacle arms and he has the bioluminescence. So he like lights up and everything. It's it's really cool. It's a really cool design. Very, very uh, unique, I would think, because I I can't think of another monster that kind of looks like that. Maybe Sharktopus, uh, I guess. Yeah, that's it was giving me some like it's giving me some big Sharktopus vibes for sure but for obvious reasons i mean i just like i just thought it was kind of cool that like his tentacles could come together to make like a like a super muscular arm Mm -hmm. and that was just i don't know it was just a really it was just a really interesting design 
Yeah. Uh, it was simple compared. It was simplistic compared to some of the others. It was just like a sea creature, but they didn't go super crazy, but it was, it was done. It was done well. That's why I think, I think tentacular is my fa- was my favorite. Now Rayburn senior is pretty cool. The big Ram horns with the, with, I don't know. He's just like a, he looks like a big dragon with giant Ram horns. Ray Rayburn senior just looks kind of cool, but yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Rayburn senior looks cool. My, my favorite though, I do have to say my favorite, even though tentacular is awesome. My favorite is King George, the, the British bulldog. Oh, <laughs> And it's because the sad puppy, the sad puppy. There's a scene in here after he gets beat where they're trying to get, a, get his confidence back. And he is just this sad little puppy going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's just like, oh, I just want to give him scratches. He just he just deserves all the pets. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like that was it was so funny. It was so it was so it was adorable, and I liked that little I liked that little ref I liked that little wrestling Easter egg there. I, they obviously mm-hmm. did that for reasons because I think we talked about this was this was co-produced by WWE Productions. So they mm-hmm. and I, and I think you're right. They did. I think they focused more on making a wrestling movie than a monster movie. Yeah, I and and but see on the side of that. I wish they had more wrestlers making cameos because we, we mentioned, yeah. you know, the two Becky Lynch and, and, uh, and who was the other Roman one? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Roman who, Reigns. Um, yeah. Uh, who made cameos and, and which makes sense. They're the current champions. So that's why, you know, have them in there, but, but like you couldn't get the rock. You couldn't get John, John Cena. You could not get, mm-hmm. yeah, you couldn't get somebody. Uh, just anybody, any uh, any of these ones yeah. that that's been around Stone Cold Steve Ted, Austin, yeah. Triple H, Ted, Ted, Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair. I mean, just yeah, they they could have pulled they could have pulled from some of the like their roster of retired rest. The Big Show, uh, Paul White. They could have pulled from like s- this long list of of wrestlers, but they chose to just have two. And again, this is a WWE movie productions. And I'm surprised that there, I'm like you, I'm surprised that there wasn't more. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think even like the Scooby-Doo WWE crossover had more cameos from wrestlers than this movie did. And that, and that's weird for a movie that's like built around Mm -hmm. wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like going into it, I expected to see way more cameos than were actually in it. I was, honestly, the cameos that are there aren't even all that significant mm-hmm. real. If you really think about it, like Becky Lynch pe- plays the, like kind of the green, I can't remember what her name is, but she plays like this green kind of goblin creature. And then uh, Roman Reigns plays the Ramarilla creature. Mm-hmm. And it kind of doesn't, I mean, it, it's fine. It fits, but it it's like, it's there for like a finite second. And then, they just kind of move on with the rest of the story. I, I really wanted like a, I actually kind of wanted a, a actual prominent wrestler to be kind of throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they spent, they had more of a cameo from an, from the ESPN newscaster than they did the actual. Oh, God, WWE I can't stand people. Stephen A. Smith anyway. He was so insufferable in this movie. He really, I mean, like I, I I get that he's kind of he's like that in real life or at least on on ESPN he is like that but like don't sure. make him that uh, insufferable 
if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the monster kind of like uh co-anchor uh also that was with him i it it would have been just way too much to to handle but i i I like that he did have uh a a a partner there to kind of like tone it down some or or bring in a little bit of comedy levity to it oh yeah for sure for sure um let's move into our final thoughts and our Godzuki scores. So for anybody who's new to the podcast, we like to rate our movies out of five Godzuki's because we uh, like to embrace the sillier side of giant monster movies. And we like to do that by using Godzuki as our yardstick. And so Michael out of five Godzuki's, what would you give rumble from 2021 and what are your final thoughts it's fine um i it's a it's a it's a fun kids movie i think there are better kids movies out there this is nowhere near the caliber as say uh what pixar what pixar has done what even dreamworks has done um honestly it's as far as kids movies go, Clifford was a better kids movie. If you ask me, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's tough. I, I want to be nice to it, but at the end of the day, I have to be honest. So I'm going to give this a two out of five. God, just because I, it's fine. Like show it to your, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll appreciate it. If you're a monster fan, you'll probably appreciate it. It's a fun kind of turn your brain off popcorn movie to watch with the family. It's harmless. You know, it's fine. Yeah. See, I think I think this is a harmless movie. It's sugar coated, but it's overall just bland. It's a very bland movie. To me, this is like the textbook of a Mm -hmm. middling movie. Like it is middle of the road, not too far to one side or the other. I really just, it's just generic, bland, and and, and I just don't, I think there's so much better stuff that even kids could watch that I don't even think, you know, you could want, you have to watch this. If you're a wrestling fan or if you're a monster fan, I think, and you, and you have kids, I think there's better stuff out there that you can watch. Um, Like, like uh, Ultimate Muscle, if you can find that somewhere and watch that, like that is, that is everything that this movie was uh, trying to be. And the show from like, 10 uh, like 20 years ago now 20 20 to 25 years ago this show did it so much better so go yeah. watch that if you can find it because it is it, it's yeah it's everything this movie was trying to be and this movie just come out super bland uh and super middling so i'm going to give it to I, I i was going to give it two and a half because it's kind of like middling it's kind of right down the center but actually just talking about it just really Made me realize, you know, even more how much I just did not enjoy this movie. So I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two out of five. I had dookies. Go ahead. When we first mentioned this movie, when we first mentioned this movie, uh, I think it was over a year ago at this point. When when we first found out about it, I was legitimately excited about it Um, because it was a monster movie. It was an animated film. You know, we I had kind of high hopes for it. It let me down. 
Like mm-hmm. I wish that I would have kind of tampered. I wish I would have, ca- I wish I would have kind of tampered my expectations for it a little bit more. Um, because this one really just kind of let me down yeah. and I, and I know we're. I feel like we're being really, ne- I feel like we're being really hard on it, but it's, it, it is kind of just, man. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you know, we, we are about celebrating the kaiju genre and, and we do embrace sillier sides of kaiju, but, but there are just these movies that are not, are not great and we wish we're better. Yeah. And I think, I think we should, we need to be honest about that uh, at times too. I don't think, you know, we need to, we need to sugarcoat it and be like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but uh, you know what? I still think it's like, no, no, I, I really, I like there are, there were some things in it that I liked, but overall I think this movie's just not worth the time. Yeah. It's, it's not skip um, it and watch something else. Yeah. So now we can move into our final segment for the podcast. And do you know what the final segment is? Michael. It is the mailbag. The mailbag. What's in the mail today? And if you would like to send us something to read out from our mailbag, you can do that kaijuweekly at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at kaijuweekly on Twitter, and we will read it out on the podcast. And we got a letter from our friend Chris Degelman, uh, who is one of our one of our favorite listeners. He is, he always interacts with us on Twitter and stuff. We, we really enjoy hearing from him and he sent us this email. Uh, it has multiple questions that he wanted us to do. We might, uh, just to save time, break it up and read some of the other questions out in a future episode. I hope that's okay, Chris. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to, I'll go ahead and read what he sent. He said, hey, 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 Travis and Michael, I hope you are both well rested after your deserved break. This was when we were supposed to be coming back from our extended break that we did uh, over December, Thanksgiving, December time period, and then ended up. Well, now we're exhausted, Chris. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this this letter kind of has been sitting in the mailbag for a little bit. (laughs) Um, And he says, especially you, Travis. Well, thank you. Uh, And he says, now you are not allowed to be tired for at least one episode. Hey, I have not mentioned in this episode at all about (laughs) me being tired. So that's true. That is true. Okay, there we go. Good deal. Uh, but he says, I have questions to feel, fill the mailbag. And the first one, like I said, we're going to break this up into, into multiple episodes just to save time. Uh, he says the first one is for Michael because it is Power Rangers related Ooh. and you are, you okay. are the bigger Power Rangers fan, even though I do, I do like Power Rangers, but you are definitely the bigger Power Rangers fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He said, if you could decide which theme the next Sentai slash Power Rangers show should have, what would you pick? Oh gosh. Um, uh, definitely dinosaurs because there's not been enough dinosaurs. I'm kidding. Um, dinosaurs, knights, um, cars. Oh yeah. Let's do another cars one. Or let's do another like uh, let's do another like uh, 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 pu- what is it uh, public servants one like ambulances and cop cars and stuff like that. Yeah, um, we'll, I don't we'll know. just make them it's all a, police a, officers. Oh wait, there is a Sentai like that. Yeah, it, 
there's actually it's really fun because there's one there's actually one that one team is police and one team are robbers so it's like cops and robbers it's really fun it's a really fun concept it'll never get adapted but it's still a fun concept um you know that's a that's a good question because i'm trying to think of like the ones that have been adopted and or have been adapted and like what they've done with them like I have to think. You might have to cut some of this out because I have to think on it just for a hot well, second. Well, I'll give you. I'll give um, you. A, I'll give you a couple of them. I know he didn't sure, ask me specifically, sure, but I'll, I'll give you a couple. Um, so I was thinking, and I know this is going to sound funny, and it is kind of a funny answer, but I also have a reason for it. Uh, fruit. What? <laughs> okay, so there is a common rider. There is a common rider season. That is themed uh-huh. around fruit. It uh-huh. is the main common writer is a fruit samurai, and his his sword is a an orange slice. Uh, <laughs> so he's a literal fruit ninja. He's a fruit ninja. He's a fruit samurai. Uh, <laughs> but surprisingly, <laughs> this is common writer game gaim g a i m. Uh, surprisingly, it's actually really fun and it's actually a really good season of Common Rider. Like you would think it wouldn't work, but it actually is really good. So, uh, if they did something like that with Super Sentai on, and Power Rangers, I, I think it would like throw people off, but I think you could, mm-hmm. you could do it and do it in a way that's actually kind of fun and, and would work. Yeah, you could, you could. And, um, I'm, I'm struggling to just really, cause we've done cause they've done mystic force, which was like wizards and warlocks and, and mm-hmm. all that. And they've done a number of car things, you know, they've done knights the, with a Ryu soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done the animals. That's, this is, this is. This is, they've done a plethora of animals, emergency vehicles. There's the word I was thinking of, trying to think of earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, train. There's a Sentai about trains. It's yeah. just all oh, about yes. trains. I have seen the um, train. I have seen the train Sentai. The train. The train gif of the yes. train penis. But okay. Anyway. Yes. Um, They've done ones with, uh, they've done ones with like, they're all like, they're based around crystals and I'm not talking like Zeo crystals. They're like, their helmets are literally are powered by crystals or something. I can't remember what it's called, but, um, it, they had, uh, there was a fan made project from it called, uh, not glitter Rangers, but, um, ah, what was it? Um, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, Gosh, that's a tough question. I think you finally stumped me did, because that's a tough question, Chris. What if they did like went full Sailor Moon on it and did themed around the planets? Magical girl? No, not magical, <gasps> but around the planets. Ooh, yeah. Like you know, yeah. you could have you could have Earth Ranger and and uh, and um, Mars Mars Ranger, Ranger yeah. Jupiter Ranger, Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that one um, <laughs> pluto well technically pluto is not a planet anymore well um, yeah and well neither was sailor moon but <laughs> they still had that's sailor moon. true that's true they could you could have the you could oh the sixth ranger could be a you could or the 
the the sixth ranger or the zord like the megazord or the ultra zord could be the sun ultra zord or the uh the uh, yeah um the solar the solar well there's already a solar zord never mind that's from uh that's actually from uh lightspeed rescue yeah um, well see then that, that's where my question would be both for this and for the fruit one, I guess too, if I went with the fruit one, like, like I said, what would the Zords look like? Like if they did planets, what would the Zords look like? I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking they kind of go the route with say Kaku Ranger where they had like the battle Borgs. You remember the, or the, they're not called battle Borgs in the Sentai. I can't remember what they're called, but like the battle Borgs, they're not, they're not technically Zord Zords as we right. would know them as Zords, but they're like, they're like extensions of the Rangers, like the battle armor. So like, say the Mars Ranger could obviously be red. Uh, it could obviously be red. Um, and it could look like, and it could have like the design of say, I don't know, fire because I think Mars is like super hot. Um, mm. Jupiter, I think is, is, is Jupiter the one that's really cold or is that something else? No, that's Neptune. Um, Neptune. So yeah. Neptune, obviously that's like, that's blue. The Neptune Ranger could be like, the it could blue be blue. Ranger. It could be, it could, it could have like ice powers. So like the Zord itself could be like this kind of translucent, like crystallized look to it. That could be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And you have their powers I think they could there really... too, because like uh, the, the way that, the way that they did in, in uh, well, it doesn't really line up with the planets, but like, you know, like you were saying, Mars could have fire um, and and right. uh, Neptune have uh, water or ice. Um, you you give you give uh, Jupiter or Saturn maybe like lightning powers because there's kind of like storms that that are constantly uh, happening on Jupiter. So like wind power maybe for Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's a, that's a really good question, Chris. Thank you so much for sending that in because that one kind of stumped me because it's the good, because the thing with Sentai is they've explored so many different things. It's hard to kind of, and, and they always, they, they kind of go back to the well with a lot of different, like they go back to the well with dinosaurs. They go back to the well with animals and they'll go back to the well with like vehicles, emergency vehicles and cars and et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it's just really hard to, I think to find like a, a, a truly unique theme to inject into Sentai. So, so yeah, that's like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to just go ahead and agree with Travis and say that, you know, they could do the planetary Rangers and, you know, base it around the elements found on the different planets. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Which is funny because, uh, they had power Rangers in space and they didn't do that because, uh, uh, the Sentai well, was not based on space. <laughs> I was going to say the Sentai was a video game, virtual reality Sentai. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if, uh, if they were going to do it at all, it would have been the in space one. <laughs> which if you want to learn more about that season, we did record our episode on Power Rangers in space and it will be coming on the power trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise very soon. Yeah. Fun episode. It's long. Yeah. Like we ended up like we ended up going a little long on that one. I think that one's close to three hours long because I could not shut Nathan up. So, I, <laughs> I think i think another theme just real quick i'll throw this out there another theme might be plants sure and i know that seems yeah, kind of, like true plant 
Yeah. 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 I know it seems kind of weird, but there are like if you look up like plants that are like deadly besides, you know, like your your deadly nightshade and your, you know, things like that. Like there's a plant that is so deadly that just standing near it can kill you because if water uh, drips on the leaves and drips onto you, it will burn your skin. So they can't even stand near it. And then you've got the obvious uh, Venus fly traps that are, that just look Mm -hmm. really intimidating. The bladder warts, uh, the, or the pit, what is it? It's the bladder wart or the, like the pitcher plant that has the, that just is like a bucket and they just, the pitcher pitcher plant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, like they're, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful plants and they're meant to be beautiful because they want to attract bugs. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're incredibly deadly, which is, which is a lot, you know, which I think I think a, a, a flower power themed sentai could be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's three options there, Chris. Um, but yeah, so to finish off this episode, uh, we're going to ask the trivia question for next week's episode, and we're going to try to remember to post it on our social medias. Uh, <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. The trivia question is what 1963 children's book was adapted into an animated short film a live action movie and an opera i did not know this was adapted to an opera i know i found that out last night when i was doing research that is incredibly weird but it kind of makes sense and i'm looking forward to look i'm actually looking forward to revisiting what we're talking about next time yeah, yeah. So uh, we're in February now. We uh, decided to theme the month of February around feel-good movies. So a lot of these movies are going to be movies that are more towards family-friendly type uh, things, uh, not necessarily your action, adventure or horror that we've covered in the past, uh, some of those types of movies. Uh, these are more you know, feel-good movies. And Rumble was supposed to be a yeah. feel-good movie, but I did not feel good while watching it. <laughs> but I think, it, but I think it depre- I think it really kind of left us left us depressed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we just want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly. All the links to our social media, as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group, are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. We also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine, the Kaiju Ramen Volume 1 Kickstarter, and overall just Kaiju Ramen Media. You know, we've, we've expanded now to be more than just a magazine, just a podcast. We now have a website that we're running we also have two other podcasts that we're doing henshin men and power trip so your support of kaiju ramen magazine and this podcast goes uh goes to those things as well you support all of our creative endeavors by supporting us here and if you want to find out more about all of the things that we're doing, uh, any of the other podcasts that we're doing, or the magazine, uh, you can go to Kaiju Ramen. Uh, you can check out the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network and check out the website, kaijuramenmedia.com. Mm-hmm. And there's one more thing, as always, that the folks can do to help support this show, uh, which is the flagship show of Kaiju Ramen podcasting network uh and that is by going to apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating 
or review. Uh, and what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other kaiju and tokusatsu fans just like you. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us grow our reach with Kaiju Ramen Media and Kai- and the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network. It's going to help. It's going to give us the uh, the ability to to go to other shows or to create other shows to bring into uh, this network that we're trying to build uh, for ourselves and for our friends because we we're 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 doing this so that we can you know not just help ourselves and help our shows but help other shows as well. So we're hoping to have some really fun stuff. Uh, in the coming in the coming months that we're going to be announcing soon. So, but yeah, if you want to help this show directly um, by just going over, leaving us a rating uh, or review, if you feel like reading or if you feel like uh, writing a review, we will read that on a future episode of the podcast. Yeah, just like uh, Ramirez, the Spanish Egyptian, uh, which I think is what what uh, what his handle is, who wrote us this review on on apple podcast on the apple i keep wanting to say itunes podcasting app but it's not it's not called that it's apple podcast now um he said kaiju madness one of the most informed kaiju podcasts i've come across in a while and a banging intro tune to get me pumped up listen to it super dope thank you so much for that five star review and like Michael said, yep. we will read out more of them if you leave them on there. And yeah, mm-hmm. to close out this episode, we're going to say help control the monster wrestler uh, uh, population. Have your King George's spayed or neutered. And that's the bottom line because Kaiju Weekly said so. <laughs> <laughs>